Welcome back to the Armory Podcast with Pastor Will and the chap on another great episode. Looking forward to discussing the ble- breastplate, not blessed plate. I, I, I would like to have a blessed plate. I would too. <laughs> uh, I think my mom had one of those when I was young, a blessed plate. They said, we, we are blessed. <laughs> we are blessed. She needed it. <laughs> no, breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. There we go. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so now that was smooth. <laughs> Right into the intro there. Was something. Uh, I'll give uh, yeah, it was uh, a smooth stumble. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so how was your week? You know, my week was pretty good. It was pretty stressful. Um, but, you know, as I was putting my final notes on this podcast together today, I really got, you know, I could feel the feel the Holy Spirit kind of working through me and getting me excited. You know, had some things at work that were challenging. Um you know, had some things at home as well. We're getting ready to go into Memorial Day weekend. So for veterans, that's always a time of reflection mm-hmm. and some things to think about. But it's been a good week. Been blessed. Wow. Uh, I somewhat know what your week was like, and that's a that's a great recap. Boy, that was just filtered by the Holy Spirit right there. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, um, you didn't have your daughter graduate from college again this week so nope. no major news like that no major um, news well let's see uh work has been extremely busy for me as well uh can't really keep up uh with uh, everything that's going on um i have noticed that this this topic um i've talked to several other people this week and this this topic of the armor that we have to wear all the time and realize that we're in a battle all the time. Um, it keeps coming up. It does. You know, I mean, it, it's like a normal deal. Every single day you need to put it on. Yep. So you want to just lead right on into uh, reading that bad boy again and reminding us what the, the armor is? Sure. We're going to start off by reading Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Now, um, when uh, Chaplain Brian, when he gets and starts reading from the Bible, a lot of times you use the King James Version, correct? I do. You know, I like to use different versions. So today when I'm going to be reading from the Bible, I'm going to be using the uh, New Living Translation. You went easy. I did. I like <laughs> I like it. it. Just it, it For me, it's easier to read. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and I'll start off with reading Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth. And I love what it says here in this in this translation. And the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. 
In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows from the devil, and put on salvation as your helmet, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Mm, I like that. It's, it's, I love, when I saw that, the body armor of God's righteousness, you know, for veterans especially, that, that's uh, something that we can wrap our minds around. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you use body. I, isn't that the one thing, though, that it was, that was, if you could shed one piece, one piece of the, the whole setup, it would be the body armor, don't you think? I remember the first time I ever put on a flag jacket. <laughs> I was like, man, it's going to be so great to put this on. And yeah. after about 10 minutes, I was like, man, this stinks. This, yeah. It, it hurt to walk. It hurt to do everything. Mm-hmm. You could never get comfortable. It's heavy. You know. Well, may, may have not been in the Air Force, but in the Army. It oh, no. It was, it was still pretty heavy because it was Army issue stuff that we got. Uh, oh, I see. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You had to grunt style no, for I, a little bit. Didn't you? I did. You know, I think that really kind of fades into it. But when we think about righteousness. Mm. Whose righteousness are we putting on? I'm right there with you. You know, and I hear about strapping on some righteousness. I get excited. I'm like, let's do this. But we have to understand whose righteousness it is that we're wearing on the battlefield. Yeah. Is it my own false sense of self-righteousness or the righteousness that comes from God through Jesus Christ? Yeah, so I got a verse for that. Okay, what is it? Romans t- 3.10. You don't, oh. you don't have to go there. I'll just tell you what it says. Go ahead. Uh, uh, there's none righteous. So... It would be a false sense of righteousness. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I love what it says in Isaiah 64, 6. Ooh, bringing out the big guns. And bringing out the <laughs> Old Testament. We are all infected and impure with sin. When we display our righteous deeds, they are nothing but filthy rags. Mm-hmm. And then going into Romans as well, I love what it says in um, Romans three twenty three through 24. For everyone has sinned, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Mm-hmm. God freely and graciously declares that we are righteous. He did this through Jesus Christ when He freed us from the penalty of our sins. Yeah, yeah. I I, I actually read uh, something like that this week as well, and I think it was uh, um oh it was Romans it was three, but I did twenty two and twenty four. I skipped twenty three because I know that. You know, I knew that one, but <laughs> um, but it's talking about we are justified through the through the faith in the blood of Jesus, and then in the uh, twenty four again, it's saying that we are justified by His righteousness. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I said, "Wow, yeah." Um, what did you did did you see any other other ones in Isaiah? I did. Uh, uh, shoot. Go ahead. What, no, what, go ahead. You know, one of the things, and I was going back through some things and really thinking about the armor of God this week, and when it got to the breastplate of righteousness, I remember something um, that I heard in seminary. Mm-hmm. And it was like that, you know, our breastplate, our body armor of righteousness comes from God. Yeah. It was forged upon the cross at Calvary and tempered in the very fires of hell. Mm. Where and trusted always. And then I look at, um, one thing to look at here is Isaiah 59 and 17. He put on righteousness at his body armor and placed the helmet of salvation on his head. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that helmet one. I am too. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, um, another one that I saw, and uh, did did you happen to read sixty one ten this week? I didn't. What does that say? Uh, that we're clothed in a robe of His righteousness. Amen. Uh, so it, it, it's pretty clear that the righteousness is not ours. Amen. You know, Second Corinthians five twenty one tells us, "For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ." Mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot of. Um, we just fired a lot of shots downrange, didn't we? I think we did. I mean, a couple of clips. Yeah, did you know? <laughs> and I, you know, I think a lot of times when we think of you know the breastplate of righteousness, what is it that we should think about? You know, you know, one thing when Paul wrote the letter to the churches at, at Ephesus, which became the New Testament book of Ephesians, it is believed that he was in jail in Rome. You know, he was able to look and study Roman armor on a daily basis because that's who was guarding him. When we think of the breastplate, some people might think of that version that they see in Hollywood movies where it's like this chiseled chest. It's almost custom fit to the wearer, and it's got mm. abs cut into it and everything That's else. how mine looks. That's yeah. really... <laughs> well, otherwise I have no abs. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> Again. All right, well... Um, <laughs> I get a name in on that one. But when we think about that, that was only used during very special times, during what parades, things like that. The um, the actual normal piece of armor that a Roman soldier, foot soldier of the day wore, was actually um, just very very simple. It was actually a lot, not a lot like that, but it was called the lorica segmentata, which is the body armor of the common foot soldier. You know, it was made of brass or iron plates. And they overlapped each other and provided movement. It mm-hmm. protected the chest or the core, the heart, lungs, and internal organs. It also protected the back, your backbone, your spinal cord, and your kidneys. And it, um, it also protected your shoulders and allowed you to fight back, even wow. in the middle of combat. You know, and one of the neatest things I love about when we talk about the breastplate of righteousness is integrity when you wear that. You know, and integrity is always is known as always doing what is right, even when no one's watching. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think, you know, when you have to, they first start off with the, uh, the, the belt of truth, which actually wrapped around the lower part of the breastplate of righteousness. Those two go hand in hand. And when we uh, think of the word integrity itself, that word actually comes from the ancient Roman army. You know, traditionally, uh, during the time of the, of the Caesars, the Roman army would conduct morning inspections. And the inspecting centurion would come in front of each legionnaire, and the, uh, the, uh, the, the Roman soldier would then strike his chest. And he would say, integritatis, hmm. which actually means wholeness, completeness, and entirety. He was signifying nice. that his armor was sound and that the soldier beneath it was protected. Mm. Once the uh, Roman centurion would see that, he would move on to the next man. Wow. Hmm. That's pretty neat. It was. That's where integrity actually comes from. Hmm. Well, uh, I, I like that. I, I think I'm going to start that at work. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so uh, when, when everybody in the team shows up, uh, we got to do the integritatis. Integritatis every single that day. Sounds like a, that sounds like a Lion King song. Um, it could be. It I could guess, be. It's you, very close. If you wanted it, I, I almost put a, the jingle to it, and well, I'll just leave it alone. But anyway, <laughs> that would be appreciated. Mm, yeah. 
Uh, so what, uh, the, the, the important thing about knowing that it's not our righteousness mm-hmm. is um, that when we're in battle, we're, we know that we're protected by, and, and all those things that you, you said protect, it protects, mm-hmm. that's pretty vital. Very much so. Yeah. So you, you take one of those out and you're not going very far. So knowing that you're protected by righteousness, but it's not filthy rags righteousness, it's not, uh, uh, it's not um, body armor made in China. Um, goodness. Yes. So it's, you know that it's sound, kind of like what you just said, integritatis. You know that it's beyond reproach. You know that it's, Basically, you have Jesus between you, his righteousness between you, and the fiery darts. Amen. So, this is so important. I think when you're in the battle mm-hmm. and you have the fiery darts coming in, uh, could you make a little bit more noise with that I'm paper? Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Messing with my notes. <laughs> you are the note man, boy. He is the note king. Woo! But you know what? It kind of looks like one of those uh, radio. I wish you guys could see it. He looks like one of those old radio guys that you know have all the the notes and and highlights and all that kind of stuff. But he's organized, anyways. So, <laughs> um, so uh, knowing that it's not your righteousness, um, there's in. In Christ, it's his righteousness, right? Amen. There's no condemnation. Yep. So the first thing that Satan, now for me, I don't know about you, but one of the first things Satan does is he throws darts at me saying, you're not good enough. Um, you know, how could you possibly do anything, you know, for God with all this stuff you've got in your background? And hey, I'm, I'm in Jesus' righteousness. This isn't my righteousness. Amen. You know, I think there are so many Christians today or people who call themselves Christians who walk around in condemnation with their shoulders slumped over, mm-hmm. um, you know, with their heads hanging low. The, Satan has victimized them to the point where they can no longer even pray with confidence. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Feels like a hitting the, the ceiling and bouncing around. Amen. You know, the one thing I love about when it talks about, you know, the armor of God in verse 14, it's pretty much saying stand up soldier up mm-hmm. throw back your shoulders hold your head high yeah walk tall confidently and proud and victorious as soldiers do right yep man uh you know one thing i like too is that you know paul wrote this mm-hmm. paul once called himself a jew among jews mm-hmm. he was a pharisee um i think it's very funny that <laughs> the one group of people that christ had the most drama with mm. the most confrontation with mm-hmm. during his time on this earth were the pharisees yeah they had over 600 laws or rules that they had to follow every single day yeah it was hopeless it was but you know one of the things they I made liked, a good show of it though they they tried their best that they mm-hmm. could do um one of the things i like about it is in philippians as i was looking through here and doing some studying um right here Philippians 3, 8, and 9 tells us this. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, 
yeah. counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become one with him. Yeah. I'm no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law. Rather, I become righteous through faith in Christ. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I, I like the King James a little bit, because it doesn't really pull any punches, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, where it says a pile of garbage, it says a pile of dung. A pile of dung. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of that uh, liar, liar, liar movie, a flaming pile of cow dung. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. So anyways, um, back to the righteousness. <laughs> Let's get there quickly. Uh yeah, you know what? Uh, we we uh, do a little Bible reading every night with the family, and and we were reading, um, and it says when you're giving your gifts, don't be like the Pharisees, and you know stand out in the street corner and you know have the trumpets played before you make your gift. And and Gracie stopped and she said, "What? She said, do they really do that? They do. They, they, so I but she that she just thought that was absolutely ridiculous." <laughs> You know, I, I like Isaiah 51, 7 and 8, where it says, Listen to me, you know right from wrong. Mm-hmm. You who cherish my laws in your heart, do not be afraid of people's scorn, nor fear their insults. Mm-hmm. For the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat them as it eats wool. But my righteousness will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. Whoo! Man, that's good. So the God's righteousness that we wear as armor mm-hmm. will last forever. Nothing yeah. can defeat it or destroy it. Hmm. Well, that gives you a little bit of self-confidence, doesn't it? Or, or, or him confidence. Yes. I mean, it does give you self-confidence because you know I'm a child of the king. Amen. You know? You know, and the, you know, the breastplate of righteousness, our Roman armor, mm-hmm. it was both an offensive and a defensive weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, from defense, it protected your core. It allowed you to keep fighting, as we already talked about. But one cool thing about Roman armor, um, you know, it was made of either brass or iron. Mm-hmm. And as the pieces rubbed against each other, they, um, for a long time, they started to polish, so right. polish each other. So these pieces of metals may have started out shiny, but as they continued to work together and rub back and forth, as a soldier moved and walked and fought, mm-hmm. they became even brighter. So, you know, when they actually stepped out into the sunlight mm-hmm. and the light would hit their armor, yeah, it would almost become blinding. And one wow. of the things of fear that the Roman soldiers would do to people when they would walk together in a group, whoever they were going against would have to cover their eyes. Because they could not see the soldiers, it was as bright as the mm-hmm. sun. And I think yeah, a lot of times it's, that's a good analogy. It is, you know, as Christians, sometimes when we're walking, no matter what's going on around us, we have that same type of armor. The God, the light of Christ shines through us mm-hmm. and allows other people to see that light. Yeah, that's on my. Ph- I got a new phone case, and that's what it says: "Be light." Be light. Yeah, it's got a little light bulb. I like awesome. it. <laughs> that's cool. That's pretty neat, though. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I mean, we don't, we don't have any light of our own, Mm-mm. um, but we can reflect his light. Amen. Uh, and we're a, we're a candle, not in a, in a, under a bushel. Yep. One that's set on the hill. That's uh those are all good thoughts right there. It is, you know, and, 
as we talk about armor, um, each part has its own thing that it protects. Mm-hmm. The righteousness of God, it protects our heart. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think that's one of the most important things. And isn't that a verse in Psalms, above all, guard your heart? Mm-hmm. Or out of, out of it flows all the issues of life? Amen. Hmm. Sorry, I'm turning. Yeah, I, I didn't even. I didn't. Well, see, that's that's holy ruffle right there. You know, yeah. like that's the, that's the Bible. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you're good. Holy ruffles, okay. Okay, good. As long as I'm doing that, I don't want to get in trouble again. <laughs> right. Uh, there, was, there was one verse I was gonna. I had. I was gonna think about here, and it's mm-hmm. in Psalm 71. I'm not mistaken. It is Psalm 71:17. Find it here. Um, trying to count again. It says, Oh God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood and constantly tell me about the wonderful things that you do. And I think mm. that's just so neat that, you know, that, that God's promises are always there. Yeah. And it's always good for us to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, that's uh, uh, Deuteronomy. I think it's five, possibly, where when it's talking about. The, the word um, and his promises, mm-hmm. uh, we're supposed to uh, focus on them from the time we wake up and when we walk in the way and when we sit and when we, you know, when we come back and when we lay down, basically that's always supposed to be on our mind. Amen. Did you know that, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it, it's a little box that the Jews wear on their head, you know what I'm talking about? It's, it contains scriptures. They also yeah. wear them around their. They contain. They wear them on their head. Mm-hmm. And they have them also on their wrists. I do believe in their elbows, on their arms. Wow, I, I didn't know that. They do that, and it's actually there's a long um, types of material or cloth that they use to to wrap those of themselves in that. Neat, yeah. Uh, oh, I think that the reason they do it on their head is because it, uh, it says to to bind them about bind them about the frontlets of thy head or something like yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, and it's Psalms. It's a, it's a whole chapter of, or book or the whole book of Psalms or a chapter of Psalms you know, all diced up in there. And then yeah. it's in there for them to have the word. Yeah, that's a, they took it literally, didn't they? That <laughs> tattoo would work as well. But just, you know, you can't untie it, I guess. That's true. So, you know, I, you know when I'm just sitting here and I think about you know, armor and putting on things. When you put on a breastplate or you put on the body armor mm-hmm. and you strap up that core, that's powerful. Yeah. As, as a warrior, that's yeah. when you know that you're getting ready to go do what you need to go do. Mm-hmm. All you need is the guy that says, let's get ready to run. <laughs> <You know>? Amen. <laughs> uh. But you never see a soldier, you know, with all this armor, it's very important, but you would never see a soldier in, in Roman times run out and go into battle without wearing that oh, breastplate. No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, I was, uh, what was I watching? Oh, we were watching the, the, the Bible episodes that came out on, I can't remember what, who, who did it, but it was, it was on, you know, normal cable. And they were, they were going through this, this section of the Bible where, where David, you know, was anointed king and then kind of waiting on Saul to, you know, be gone you know <laughs> and how, how respectful he was and um but 
it it kind of highlighted uh, David's mighty men uh, yeah. a, a couple a, a couple of times and how fierce they were in in fighting for their king and i thought man if we could just have a few mighty men that would fight for king jesus like that the i, I think the world would change i think so you know and i think that we all need to surround ourselves yeah. with other mighty men as mm-hmm. we go through this through yeah. this battle I agree, yeah. I mean, if if you don't, hmm. you know, there was. A, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you know, while this armor is great, um, no soldier is meant to fight in alone. You know, no. actually, in yeah. Roman times, the thing that made them such a formidable foe was that once they linked all of their armor and their shields together, no one could penetrate that mm-hmm. wall that their armor gave them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I had that feeling one time. Um, I was military police uh, and I was a youngster and I went straight to Korea from basic training. (laughs) And uh, there was some uh, unpleasantness over there. (laughs) And uh, uh, we all had to get our our shields out Mm -hmm. and and we had to lock lock up with with our batons. And we had to do the, you know, drag step um, to push the crowd back. They were they're throwing, uh, you know, Molotov cocktails and and that kind of thing. Um, and honestly, they had a had a right to be upset <laughs> what they're upset about. But um, it it was it was scary, mm-hmm. um, especially as a you know nineteen year old. <laughs> Uh, but man, you when when everybody started doing that and we were locked in, and the look on those folks who were actually protesting when yeah. they saw the group of soldiers coming, uh huh, yeah, they're like, ah, uh, they yeah. lost a lot of their resolve. They did, yeah, and they so, only got one Molotov cocktail after that. <laughs> so you know, but you think about that when we're doing spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. when we lock up together, yeah. There's yeah. nothing that can come against us. Yeah. People are going to say things to us. People are going to slander us. Satan's going to attack us. But when you're wearing this armor, especially the breastplate of righteousness, when you're protecting mm-hmm. your heart, yeah. when you're protecting your, your backbone, your integrity, everything is good. You know, in mm-hmm. talking about David, there was a time when um, when Saul was pursuing him that Saul mm-hmm. went into the uh, to, a, to a cave to go to the bathroom and, cave, and David and his mighty men were in the cave. Yeah. David could have killed him. Yeah. But he was a man of integrity. Yeah. He simply cut a piece of uh, of Saul's robe, showed mm-hmm. it to him and said, I could have killed you, but I did not. So he was it wasn't about what David wanted in David's time. He even felt guilt, guilty about that. He did. And his <laughs> men like, were, oh, I think, were like, come on, him. let's let's do this. Yeah. You know, let's you know, let's go mm-hmm. let's get out of this cave. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, if the king went in to go to the bathroom, it probably didn't smell that great anyway. Yeah. And, yeah. But he was willing to wait, not what he wanted, but what God wanted. So there was another time that I'm, I'm uh, reminded of when uh, he didn't wear his breastplate of righteousness. Yep. And th- what, what coincided with that was there's a battle going on, Right. There's, there's a, war. Yes, yep. there's yeah, we're ha- there's war happening. The battle's happening. The king is supposed to be there and the king is completely disengaged, bored. Yeah. 
sitting around and oh look at Bathsheba. And it, it's 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 such a great picture of I'm not engaged in the battle. I know one's happening out there somewhere, but I'm not really dealing with it. And where's his armor? Oh, it's it's in, in the closet. Probably sitting you know, in, you know, sitting somewhere on a stand, all clean and pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're probably right there. I mean, like a museum piece. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, yeah, he probably had somebody that actually cleaned his armor. You know, so then when you come in, you're like, oh, the king's armor. Take a look at that. You know, almost you, like a Pharisee. And you think about it, yeah, it's like. <laughs> but then I think at that point in time, the righteousness that he was wearing was his own self righteousness. Oh, absolutely. It and, wasn't God's. Yeah. And David was called a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. He was. Yeah, but God sent a sniper. He did. Yeah. <laughs> it's called you, Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. Let him know all about it. But, you know, it, I remember seeing a movie a couple of years ago. It was called The The Eagle. And it was about a, um, a Roman legion who had been decimated uh, 20 years earlier in, like, what's now Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And uh, their Roman lead, their Roman eagle, which is the thing that set atop their standard, was taken. Wow! So the entire legion was in dishonor, and this uh, the son of the commander of this legion went to go get it. Mm-hmm. And along his journey, he found some of the old Roman soldiers who had fled and had lived with the indigenous people for twenty something years. Wow! But when it came time that he needed them. These men showed up in their old armor, and you saw them as soon as they put it on, their shoulders squared mm. and stood up straight. Mm. For most of the time you'd seen them, their, their bodies had been bowed from age right. and from everything they had experienced. But when they put that breastplate back on, mm-hmm. they became Roman soldiers again. And no wow. matter what we do, there are times when we will all fall, fall short of God's glory. Yeah, oh, yeah. That armor's still there waiting for us. Mm-hmm. None of us are worthy to put it on no. a single day of the week. Um, but, you know. But in God, Christ we do. In Christ we're yeah. able to put that on. Yep. Man, man, that's a great story. I like that one. I, I, I just heard that remember one seeing that. It just it reminded me of that. Hmm. I remember when they used to put on our uniforms. You know, when you would put on your dress uniform, your, you know, with all the ribbons and everything else. Yeah. And you would look at yourself in the mirror. Your shoulders would automatically drop a little bit. You stood a little mm-hmm. straighter. You mm-hmm. understood what you were wearing. Yeah. God's armor is the same. Yep. I agree. Man, it's been a great discussion again. I love this. This is good. And, you know, a lot of times, it, folks, if, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I wish I could have some discussions like this. All this really is are, is two men sitting down together, brothers in Christ, who've known each other for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And we're just going over a topic yep. and studying this and doing a Bible study together. Yep. Because we're two or more gathered in him. Yep. He's there also. And iron sharpens iron. Amen. Just like you were talking about how it rubs all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the rub, the rub makes it sharp, man. It does. It has yeah. to go through some type of a process. Yep. All right. Well, listen uh, right after this, and there's a little bit of a trailer to tell you about Vet Church and how to contact us if you want to and follow us. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us again on the uh, podcast that uh, always just makes us think and uh, makes us a little bit better at fighting the battle. 
the Armory Sword and Shield podcast. We'll see you next week. Armor up. (laughs) Armor up, baby. See you next week. The Armory Sword and Shield podcast is part of VetChurch.org. You can visit VetChurch online at VetChurch.org, on Facebook, VetChurch.org. You can email Pastor Will at PastorWill at VetChurch.org. You can email the chap at ChapBrianGraves at VetChurch.org. You can follow Chap Brian Graves at Chap Brian Graves on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Vet Church by phone, 501 744 7422. That's 501 744 7422. If you are one of the 22 plus veterans that consider taking their own life on a daily basis. There's a special number for that that will reach a veteran who's been there, who understands, and is ready to talk to you. That's 501 271 8330. That's 501 271 8330. If you'd consider making a donation, please visit vetchurch.org and click the donate button. That donation would go to helping veterans learn of faith, grow in faith, and help us support this Armory Sword and Shield podcast.